we're in a series called The Glorious Church. And so we've been talking about various things about what makes up the glorious church. The glorious church that the Lord is coming back for is a church of people that already have eternal life. And eternal life is not a ticket to heaven. It's actually a divine life that's in you if you're saved. Not because you're a member of the church, but people who have this divine life should be faithful to gather together. And, and we talked about various different things about uh, the glorious church. But we've been talking about, you know, last week we talked about the glorious church are people who got saved by faith. And we talked about being saved means getting eternal life, but getting into right standing with God and being clean before Him and Him looking at you like you're clean, not by your works. Because so many times people start off going, yeah, I'm clean, I accepted the Lord. But then we talked about this, not only being clean initially, but you're clean by faith even after you have failed. It's not by your good works that you are qualified. It's by trusting in His work that you qualify. And we went into detail about this because so many people can live in condemnation and, you know, you might have questions by me saying that. Is it okay then just to go do wrong? We touched on that last week. It said, how can we who are dead to sin just continue on? Why? Because we have a new nature. But it's not our perfection that makes us accepted. Amen? It was His perfection and our trust in Him that makes us totally accepted, totally clean, totally without guilt. Now, God looks at you without guilt if you're saved, but you may not look at yourself that way. But we should. Are you with me? That we should look at ourselves like He has cleansed us and He has made us accepted in the beloved. But I'm not going to continue on on that part of this. But we talked about how it's a trust issue. Are you with me? Even living for God is a trust issue. And we're going to talk about how that we, you know, about how do we live this faith life? Because there's a lot of people who say, you know, you got to live by faith and faith is how you receive and all these different things. I want to talk on something today that's real simple, but um, is, can be so overlooked. Are you with me? And if we overlook this area, it really can affect our faith and, and it can make faith more of a struggle, so to speak, to, to walk in things. And so uh, faith is not just how we get saved. Faith is beyond that. So if you will, I think I won't have you turn yet. I will. Turn to Ephesians. Ephesians. I'll turn there myself. And then once we're there, I won't tell you where because we know we have those people who just want to learn so much, they'll start reading, right? And we want you to hear what's being said. Uh, and so faith is really for everyday life. And, and when you teach on faith, I realize this, a lot of people have a lot of ideas about what faith is. Some people have been taught about faith. Others, you know, it's just a word that's thrown around in the world. And do you have faith? I got faith and I got a ton of faith. You know, you can't tell me anything. I have faith. You know, you hear 
all different approaches to what faith is. But I know this, that faith is something that is clearly defined in the Bible. And if we could look at it and see what it is, um, we would be greatly, greatly helped. Your life will be transformed. Victory will not be unattainable, but will be attainable your whole life. Are you with me? And I think what we talk about today will be one of those things that you kind of readjust. Are you with me? And, and you want to keep this in the right place. And so I, I do want to say this. How many of you ever bought something online? Okay. Oh, quite a few people have bought things on. How many of you have gone to a store to buy something? And one thing that's true about online and at a store is this. Is the thing in stock? Isn't that true? You know, at, you know, have you ever gone somewhere and they said, we'll give you a rain check? What's that mean? A rain check. That means they don't have it now, but sometime they will. So we promise it to you and you'll be able to get it when it does come into stock. How many of you would do this if you went to a buffet? I know some people don't like buffets, but just hold with me. There are some good buffets. You know, you can go to Vegas and spend $50 or more on a buffet, and they've got stuff. But how many of you know uh, if you went to a buffet, a good one, whatever you can imagine as a good one, if you went in there and uh, you paid for the buffet, and then you went in the back and half of it wasn't there, would you think, how many of you would be like, oh, that's okay? You know. Especially if it's all the good stuff. You know, all they got, yeah, we just got the salad, the tomatoes, you know, so, and that's not what you go there for when you go to a buffet, right? You want to make sure it's in stock, right? I remember one time living in Southern California, lived about just a little over an hour away from Magic Mountain. We thought it'd be a good idea one day uh, to go during the week. You know, you're younger and somehow we were out of school. So we went out there and right when we went to go into the park, they said, well, it's been lightly misting and raining. And so half of the rides are down. Well, that's okay if it's like the little kids rides, you know. But it was like the adult rides. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't want this to be paid for and not have it. Here's what I'm getting at. We, if, if something's paid for, we want it to be stocked up and want it to be right. Right? Have what's there. And in all reality, when we talk about faith, faith, it's super important to recognize this one thing in Ephesians 1.3. It's a familiar verse, but I don't know if it always means something to people like it should mean something to people. Ephesians 1.3, starting here, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, notice this phrase, who has blessed us, with every spiritual blessing, that means already in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You could say it like this, the buffet is already full and everything is already there. Sometimes I think we can read verses of Scripture and they, we've heard them so much 
they just roll right off of us. And this is a massively huge verse. This verse right here tells me something about faith and about trusting God. Faith is not so much just what I have. Meaning I possess faith, but something I do. So if I have faith, then when I approach this scripture right here, this means this. I see myself with every spiritual blessing. Isn't it true if you go online to order something and it says out of stock, you know it's not on the shelf. That means you can't get it right now. And do you want it now? I mean, the other day I went to, uh, to Home Depot, one of them, and something I wanted wasn't there. Well, I, I said, well, what other stores have it? Because if they have it, I can get it. But if they don't have it, I can't get it. Are you with me? Faith, what is so important about faith, is this aspect. Is not just trying to get something, and that's where a lot of people have been with their faith, but really approaching God, approaching things as seeing yourself with it or seeing it as yours already. Because some people think, well, I got a lot of faith. Well, a lot of faith then is not just what you have. It's you seeing yourself the way God sees you. Do you see yourself with this stuff and it belonging to you? Because when people approach God, they sometimes are trying to, you know, get God to do something. The way we need to approach God is realize He has done something and He already has put stuff to your account. You need to see yourself or see these things already belonging to you. That is your responsibility. Are you with me? And really the Bible reads this way, but sometimes we don't always talk this way or see things this way. Everybody knows this. Salvation belongs to the whole world. We talked about that last week. They don't have to earn it. Uh, it's freely given as a gift from God. And people just have to know it belongs to them already and simply see it as something that's theirs and already paid for. And then they just receive it. But we recognize this too last week that the whole Christian life is like that. Do you see these things as belonging to you? See, small thinking short circuits how God wants things done in your life. Let me say that again. Small thinking short circuits how God can do things in your life. I'm trying to get Him to do this. I'm trying. I'm waiting on Him. No, do you see it as yours now? What is it you need? If you're going to approach somebody and help them, 
and you want to help a lost person, wouldn't you approach them this way, thinking salvation is already belongs to them. This should be easy. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you approach them and think, man, if I can get them just to see that it's already theirs, and they would just uh, accept that, uh, and declare Him as Lord after they see it belongs to them, man, they could have an experience with God that would change their life and their eternity forever. But in all reality, in that verse we just read, it doesn't say He has blessed the world with salvation only or the new birth. It says He's blessed us already with whatever But isn't it interesting, sometimes when people uh, go to approach a lost person and they're like, man, this will be real easy if they can just accept the fact that the Lord has already paid for something. But then when we go to pray for somebody about something else, we're like, oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You guys, everybody pray for me. I'm going to go pray for this person to help get an answer for them. You can already tell I'm not approaching it correctly like there's already a supply available for them that's already provided on the shelf, so to speak, and already belonging to them that God already provided before I ever went to pray. And this is just as easy as getting somebody saved But the issue comes down to this. My thinking may be, man, I'm trying to get this and not really seeing because faith sees the thing as so before it's ever experienced. Man, I wish I was clean. You need to see yourself clean. It's already yours. And whenever you go to pray for somebody... Um, are you looking at it like, man, we're going we're gonna to work to get this thing from God? That's not how we would think of salvation, meaning born again. What we would do is we would approach them going, man, there's a supply. And you know, anytime you pray with your kids or anything in your life, you need to do this, recognize the fact Is there already a supply? Is there already a supply? Do you think throughout the day or through your life or give thought to the idea that there is already a supply for whatever you need? I'm not trying to be mean. And I'm not trying to degrade anybody. But poor people sometimes have an attitude or a mindset that rich people don't have. Are you with me? And not trying to degrade or put people in different positions, but poor people think there is no supply and hopefully we could get a supply. And maybe we could do that. But we're rich in Christ, the Bible said. And so when we're approaching prayer, we shouldn't be approaching with a poverty mentality 
because we have a rich dad who already supplied. And if we're thinking poverty, and we can and not know it. Because remember, I said this last week, this isn't about earning this stuff. It's about a supply that was already given. And rich kids have a different mindset than maybe a poor kid does. And then somebody who's kind of not poor and rich, you know, I don't know, they're in, in the middle, you know, and I'm talking financial riches, you know, and money. They'll even have a different mindset. Right? One, would, one that's rich would think, I could do that if I wanted to. I don't know if I want to do that. We've got the means. They would already see themselves with whatever the means are necessary to do it. They may or may not do it. The in-between one would go, well, I don't know if that fits in. We may and we may not. The poor one uh, probably would be trained with a mentality, we don't have that. It, it, the resources are not there for us to do it. And so, from a natural standpoint, you can see that, but none of us should have a poverty mentality when it comes to the things of God. And you understand what I mean by that, a poverty mentality? Uh, we need to realize we're in a different family. We maybe were born into a natural family that is somewhere in a natural uh, definition, but when it comes to a spiritual family, we have a father who cares about everything, and we need to start seeing like the shelves are stocked before we ever get there for health, for strength, for cleansing. It matters not. We need to think rich. And see riches. See the shelves stocked. Because if I was going to go pray with somebody and I'm thinking, man, I don't know if this is going to work or not, I'm, I'm poverty stricken in my thinking. Because I'm looking at myself. I'm not looking at His grace. I'm, uh, I'm not recognizing that He has a supply. And therefore, here, uh, it's not about me. It's about Him here. Let's just accept this as true. But I won't accept it as true if I'm poverty-stricken in my mind. How in the world do we, how do we change that? Remember I said faith is not so much what we have, but what we do. So what do I do? I use my faith. I, I start seeing myself, imagining, picturing myself with a supply. And then when I approach people, I need to, not just when I'm going, but I need to start thinking like there is a massive supply of spiritual stuff already out there for every need of my life and everybody else's life, whether they are experiencing it or not, or I'm experiencing it or not. You need to start seeing there is a supply already given for whatever you need. We would agree with that when it comes to salvation or being born again, that there is a supply to, to, that would have helped Adolf Hitler. But he didn't ever experience it. 
Are you with me? But there is a supply for everybody we're looking at. So it should make it real easy. But for some reason, we don't always think the same way about every area of our life. But there are some interesting scriptures that should uproot some of that thinking and help us to uh, realize we can think a different way and see a different way. We can see the shelves stocked with everything I need. It's already to my account. Already to your account. Wouldn't it make a big difference if you came for prayer and I approached you thinking, wow, there's a supply. But, but what if you came for prayer from me? I'm talking as a believer. You weren't sure there was a supply. Not poor thinking, not rich thinking, but possibly. Would your hands be out like this? Or you'd be thinking, or, or would you be grabbing it? The minute you came to get prayed for, would you grab it and go, well, that's mine. Because, hey, if it's yours, isn't it yours? And if it belongs to you, doesn't it belong to you? Well, if you got the right kind of thinking, you know what you're going to do? That's mine. You're not being rude. You're not being cocky. You're just starting to see yourself the right way. Second Peter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter 1, verse 3. Notice this. As His divine power, whose? His. 2 Peter 1, 3. Has, has, this means His divine power has done this, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything you need for life, He has supplied. It says through the knowledge of Him, but technically if you read other translations, it says it's given when you got to know Him. In other words, when you got saved, there was a supply offered to you that is already to your account for everything that you'll need for life and godliness. To live a godly life, and every supply you would need in every area is already supplied. You know, many people use their imagination to dream of winning the lottery. But we should start using our imagination and, and see ourselves with these things already. That there is a supply. Every area of your life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, there is already a supply. There's actually a spiritual supply already offered to you that's called authority that you could resist the devil and you could make him flee from you. But do you see him? See, because faith is not just what I have, it's what I do. Do I see him fleeing from me. That he has to go from me. That peace was supplied to me when I got saved. Now remember, a lost person can be not experiencing salvation. One, because 
they haven't seen, the other they haven't accepted. Well, the same thing is true with us. Once we know these things, we need to recognize they belong to us. They belong to us. They belong to you. And not because of your good works. When do they belong to you? When you experience them? No. Before you experience them, they belong to you. Look at Mark 16. We've looked at these verses before, but you know, there are different things that can stand out. Uh, Mark 16, 17 says this, and these signs shall, will, that's an absolute statement, will follow those who believe then whatever we're about to read is an absolute statement. You know what you need to do is start thinking absolute about whatever he's going to absolutely talk about. This means these signs will follow you. This stuff will happen in your life. In my name, or when you use my name... So before you use His name, you need to think it shall happen. Not let's see what happens. No, we need to be thinking it will happen. I'm going to use His name and what will happen. In my name, you'll cast out devils. Well, literally means to exercise authority over evil powers. You couldn't cast them out unless you exercised authority over them. Are you with me? And in my name, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt them. You know, there's a lot of arguments about a lot of things like this. Oh, are you saying we can eat, drink poison? Let's just get down to where the rubber meets the road. If you ain't drinking poison, don't sweat that. Uh, what do you think? Could we drink uh, that lawn killer? Uh, is that what you're saying? No, but what I am saying is if you're allergic to food, and if you have allergies... You can start thinking there has already been a supply. But what do you need to do? You need to see yourself with that supply first. So many people don't. Every time they approach anything, they're already seeing it as a failure. Not that there's a supply. Many things have been preset in people's minds and, and start weakening a person's will by thoughts. Someday you're going to be like this. And what, what's happening is, is a new way of seeing is getting put in your head. To set you up, not for today or tomorrow, but and not even maybe six months from now, and maybe not even a year or two from now. Because this is a real battle. 
So we need to realize, wait a minute, those small thoughts, uh-uh, uh-uh, there's a supply. And then all of a sudden, we start believing in the power of allergies and the power of the, but wait a minute, can't somebody be healed? The only way is, is, is there already a supply? Do you already see the supply long before you get prayed for? Or before you get prayed for? Or before you talk to God? Because if I saw that the supply was mine, wouldn't it be easier for me to talk to God and say, uh, Lord, because He said when you pray, believe you receive. Then if He's already said I've got a supply, wouldn't it change my approach? You understand what I mean. It would change our approach. And so here... He said, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Before you go to lay hands on the sick, you should see a supply. Now, you can't force that on other people. That's why you would tell them the truth. It's already provided. It's already provided. But some people are like, well, I'm just waiting to see it. No. No. I'm waiting for the manifestation. No. Basically, all you're doing is saying, I'm waiting outwardly to see it. Why don't you change and start seeing it already inside, like it belongs to you, like it is yours? Yeah, but it's getting worse. I understand that things could be getting worse, but you need to start seeing it. It is yours. Are you with me? Look at this verse right here uh, in... uh, Psalm 91. The reason why faith is so important is because it is the bridge by which we receive and things cross over from the unseen unto the seen. It's not by your good works. It's not because you measure up. It's because you trust the Lord. This may be a real mind changer right here. Psalm 91. Psalms 91. Most people know this verse, or these verses, if you've been a Christian any length of time. Oh yeah, I know where we're going. But let's see them with fresh eyes. Psalm 91, 16. With long life, I will satisfy you, or him, And he tells you who, the person who has set their love upon him. But notice this, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. With long life I'll satisfy you. Now, in the light of what we're talking about, are you thinking you're going to live a short life or a long life? Do you see yourself not living long? There are people like that. They think, well, you know, it's all up to the Lord. If He wants to take you, He can. But that's not what He said. Matter of fact, there are scriptures how you can do certain things to lengthen your days. But He didn't just say, with long life will I satisfy you. He said there's a certain quality to be had, whether we have it or not. 
But here's the question. He said, I'll demonstrate my salvation. Do you see him demonstrating it? Do you see yourself with it? Whenever you approach a problem in this journey called life. If he said, I'll show you or reveal my salvation, what does that mean? My deliverance, my protection, my health, my provision. But when we come to approach things as we get older in life, I mean, it can be when you're 20, getting older. Now I've got to make this money. I can't do that. No, there is a supply. It doesn't change. So I need to start seeing. I may not know how it's coming, but I know the one who has given me a supply and he will give me wisdom and he is helping me now. But you need to start seeing it that way. People stay stuck because they see themselves as stuck. Like there is no supply to change where they're at. And then as people get older, you know, people do this. Well, the first thing that goes is the memory. And, and people talk like that. I can't remember. I can't. I can't. Wait a minute. When you get to heaven, your mind that you have now will be intact there. You need to start seeing yourself with a good memory. And I can't remember that. I can't remember that. I can't. Let's say I'm not right now, but I will. And I can. But i got to start seeing myself with the ability. Because really, what the world does is prepares people to fail. God prepares you to win. Now I understand as you get older, you're, you can only do so many facelifts, tummy tucks, chin suctions, whatever, and your skin is going to get older. But it can at least be somewhat vitalized as you get older. But we need to realize this. If He's going to show us His salvation through this long life, then we need to start seeing like there is a supply to take me all the way in every area of life. Protection. Well, what about all the other people? What about all the other people that, that, that it hasn't worked for? Well, He told you that in the verses before. He said, even if the thousand fall at one side and 10,000 at your right hand, it won't draw near you. Why did he say such a thing like that? Because he said, even if, it's, if other people aren't partaking of it, it's still a supply I have for you. And if every believer says, uh, this won't work, when you get older, you just fall apart. Then, then they may fall apart, but there is a supply. And I'm not trying to be mean. We can change that stuff. And you just have to realize there is a supply. And you need to uh, start seeing that supply is yours. There's a supply of peace. There's a supply of comfort. There's all these things. There's a supply. So when you get old, you have a supply. Well, I just haven't prepared like I should for old age. Well, I've prepared perfectly for old age financially. You need to look beyond that. 
whether you've done it great financially or not, and realize this, there is still a supply to help you to prepare from here out or to get things. You know, one of my first experiences with this, I had met a lady who really had not prepared like she should, but she had really honored God with her life. And she had been a minister and just really had sacrificed and given up and everything and just and had meetings back in the 50s and 60s where three to 500 men and women and people would come to her meeting, which back then that was huge. That was big. And uh, she ministered, and I met her in the 80s, you know, uh, when she was in her, you know, late 80s. And she said, you know, I I didn't prepare like I should have. But she had a total different mindset. I'm not saying waste time in doing things, but she saw herself as being able to have a supply that God had provided. She said, I know this, that God has stuff for me. She said, so I'm going to pray. And a few days later, I remember she told me and this person, could you give me a ride over to this place? I'm going to go there and talk to him. Brand new retirement center. Goes in and meets the manager. Has no resources. Goes in and talks to him. And she said, well, that's taken care of. So we asked, well, what do you mean? Said, oh, they said, we, we would like to take you in. We know you can't pay, but we're, we would like to do that. Even though this is a paid facility, uh, we're just going to take you in. She didn't walk in there going, I'm a Christian. You know, I gave my life to the Lord. No, she trusted the Lord. And they said, we don't basically know why we're doing this, but we're going to do this for you. People don't know how, have to know why they're doing something for you. And why something good is happening to you. But when we trust and see that there is a supply, it will change our approach. You know, when it talks about meditating on the Lord day and night, we need to see ourselves the way God does. Like there is a supply. It will bring relief to you. Seriously. Let's read maybe two scriptures and let's close. Romans 4, Romans the fourth chapter, faith sees there is a supply. In other words, faith charges at what would seem to be an impossibility or would seem to be a difficulty. It will charge at it when it sees that there's already a supply. When we don't see that there is a supply and that something, we will hesitate. We'll back down. But when we see there's a supply, we'll charge. Why? Because we know success is imminent. But when we don't see a supply, we'll hesitate. Because, you know, I don't have and I'm about to do and... uh, But when we recognize there's a supply and that the name of Jesus works and and we see things bowing when the name of Jesus is used before we ever get there, we recognize the supply. That's why Jesus would say, I'll come and I'll go do that. How could you say that? How do you know that you're going to do that? He was showing us how to live. Because he saw supply. He said, just go let down uh, a... a hook, uh, you know, on a line and get the first fish that comes out, there will be a coin in its mouth. I wouldn't say that. 
Well, he knew there was supply before. Do you, it would cheer a lot of people up. Some people are depressed just because they're depressed about being depressed. And that they know tomorrow they're going to be depressed. What if you saw that there was already peace and comfort already given to your account in the Lord? And that life is different. And there's things that are different and that are provided for. People would start cheering up. They'd start getting hope. But if I don't see that there is salvation provided for me throughout my life, then, oh my goodness, I'd be depressed too. Amen? Let, let's hurry through this. I'm depressed thinking about it. No, I'm kidding. Romans 4, 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Notice that phrase. What's he talking about? Everything you receive, you receive by faith that it might be by grace. In other words, there's already grace is a free supply that's already been given, not earned. And it's through faith that it might be by grace. In other words, Grace only, or faith only works where grace is already supplied. So that would tell me I already need to know what belongs to me before I ever decide to use faith. I need to know there is a supply. And, and notice this, that's exactly what he was talking about. Therefore it is of faith or trusting that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed or to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law or who work to get stuff, but also for those who are of the faith or trust of Abraham, who is the father of us all. What he's saying here is whatever is supplied by grace, anybody can partake of. But if you don't see that there's a supply and that he willingly gave it to you, you're going to struggle. Because you're going to be trying to get it from God and he's already like, I already gave it to you. Ah, I need to get that. But do you see yourself as having? Do you see yourself as having? What does Ephesians 1-3 mean to us? If he has blessed us, then that's me seeing myself as having or you seeing yourself having. Having a full supply. A poverty mentality would be, well, maybe some stuff. You know, the Lord will just give you just enough just to satisfy you, just to make it. That's not what He said. And then He said all through your life until the end, He'll demonstrate this stuff and it will manifest in your life. Do you see it that way? Well, you know, when it gets tougher in the economy, no, when it gets tougher in the economy, there's the same flow. It's spiritual and it will affect you. Do you see it that way? But see, we're trained to go, oh, the economy. Are you with me? So notice this. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Notice that verse, I have made you. Remember, that's the grace. He wasn't a father yet of anybody. 
he and his wife couldn't have kids. And God said before, there's already a supply for you, Abraham. This is already given to you. Abraham had to see it as so in his life, for him and for his wife. As it is written, I have made you. He wasn't though, but God had already given him a supply. You know there's a supply for every area of your life. And anybody you go to reach, there's already a supply for them. You're not trying to scrounge up something, trying to scrounge up what God will do for them. There's already a supply. It would probably make you more hyper about the Lord. Oh, this will be easy. Watch this. Instead of let's fast and pray about this. Like for what? Either the shelves are stocked or they're not. Either he has or he hasn't. But if we just fast some more, if we fast more, we might get into unbelief. (laughs) Notice, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Notice this. Now he's going to talk about how God acts. In the presence of him, God, whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead. Think about this. He gives the solution while the problem is still there. And he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He said, Abraham, you're this. There's already a supply. If God does that, then we need to think the same way and speak the same way. Here's where we're going to close. Mark 16. We were just there. Your pages are probably still warm. Mark 16. Because this is huge. I need to see it as so before. If God's already seeing it that way, and I'm going, come on God, do something, and He's saying, I've already made this this way for you, but you don't see it that way, then we're existing in unbelief. We're living a poverty mentality. Yeah, but I got a lot of money. You can still live with a poverty mentality. Well, I've got okay amounts. We're not talking just money. We're talking all of life. Mark 16, 17. Notice what he said, and these signs will follow those who believe. Do you see it as so? Do you see it as an absolute? Then he said, in my name or through the exercise of my name. You could say it like this. Or through the exercise of his word. Once you start seeing it, you need to do this in your own life. Once you start seeing these things, Because you read His Word, and you start seeing them, you you need to do this. You need to declare them. That belongs to me. That belongs to me. Why? Faith starts growing. Faith starts getting exercised. Before you ever see it, that belongs to me right now. Before you ever experience it, divine peace belongs to me. Divine health belongs to me. Divine strength I have authority already. Do you see it, though? If I'm always looking, and it's okay to go to other people, 
But if I'm always looking for somebody else to do it, I need to start seeing that, that He's given me authority. It will work for me. Those little devils will run from me. Why? Because you are now seeing your supply that He has given you. Faith sees the answer as so before it experiences it, then starts to say and act. 